We all have paradigms and roadblocks that prevent us from excelling, and they can be real or imagined. Welcome to Beyond Bricks, a podcast that will give you the ability to break through those walls. Here's Dr. Nathan Unruh. The five enemies of unity. This is a big conversation because unity is so critical for our organizations, for the impact that we're going to have. And you know what? Unity is just important for just living life. It's so much better if you got unity with the people that you're around, whether it be your coworkers, your spouse, your friends, just getting to the point where, you know, it's what we always call the 3 a.m. relationships. Those are the ones that you have the most unity with. And so what are the five enemies of unity? And the first one is poor communication. And a lot of people talk about this. So I think we all need to communicate better. But what does that really look like? I think first off, we have to take a step back and really have a a true understanding of ourselves. When you take a look at yourself, what are my needs? What is my behavioral type? Because that's so important because that creates the self-awareness. Now, we do assessments where we use technology to assess your behavior. And then we look at how are we going to train you to understand what your needs are, how you're aware of those needs, how you self-regulate, how do you adapt to others, how do you even recognize others? Because that's truly that when we become better communicators, we're not just thinking about ourselves, we're thinking about other people. Then we put systems and procedures in place to communicate better. You know, my favorite one is email. Because all of a sudden we thought that email is the easy way to communicate. And it's a good way to communicate. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you it's the worst way to communicate. And the reason is, is because we look at a communication hierarchy. And we look at 55% roughly is done by body language. 38% roughly is done by tone of voice. And 7% by the written or spoken word. So then we send an email out and it's only the written word. And so what do we do as the recipient? We read it and we subconsciously or even consciously put the body language to the email, put the tone of voice to the email. And then some of us, when we're writing the email, we think caps and bold and 14 exclamation points is somehow a good idea. And then oftentimes also with email, we hit send before we ever reread it to see what it says in the first place. So email, even though necessary, should never be your primary form of communication. Because if it is, you're going to get a breakdown. It means email should be used for clarification, not communication. First enemy, poor communication. So what do you got to do as an action step there? Consider doing a behavioral test. Reach out to us. We'll help you get those tests done and then help you interpret it and then put some training to it to help you start to develop self-awareness, ability to recognize others, and then adapt. The other thing is, is that don't stop communicating just via email. Start communicating by picking up the phone first, shooting a text, then clarifying the conversation via email. You know, number two enemy of unity is the lack of shared purpose. You know, I think, you know, where relationships really go wrong and you end up in the ditch, if you will, the cart ends up in the ditch, is when there's not clarity around what the purpose is. Because if we know the why, 
the hows will take care of themselves. And creating that shared purpose of saying, this is where we need to go. Now, this is the path that we're going to need to go. But you know what? You may need to adapt along that way. I think when you don't have that shared purpose, unity breaks down. The third one is the one I can't stand. Gossip. People that will go have a conversation with somebody else about somebody else without that somebody in that room they're talking about. Gossip doesn't do anything for the company culture. It doesn't do anything for showing maturity as a leader. If you're not willing to say it to their face, don't say it at all. Nobody wants to work also in a place that has gossip and backbiting. You know, as human beings, it's, it's our tendency. I got to check myself. And you know what? When you're around people that are doing it, you got to check them. You know, one of the key items and somebody comes to me and says, hey, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. I go, well, have you talked to so-and-so? Well, no. I said, well, you know what? That's a breach of our code of honor. The person that can solve that problem is not sitting in this room. And the fourth thing is unresolved disagreements. You know what? You can't bury it. You can't operate in your head. If there's something wrong, there's a disagreement, talk it out, come up with the resolutions and move on. If you can't both agree to a resolution, sometimes you got to agree to disagree and still move on without holding a grudge, without being bitter. The fifth one, sanctioned incompetence. What is sanctioned incompetence? It's insubordination. You're allowing it. So if something or somebody is not competent, the first question you got to ask is, what did you do to help them become competent? Because you could have participated in the incompetence. But once you provided the training, the amount of time, the repetition, the opportunity to ask questions, now at some point in time, hey, Get it right and then define what is getting it right. Sometimes I'm always amazed with, with new employees where, well, I've had people in the past and even I've done this myself. I mean, we expect them in 60 to 90 days to be perfect. But I'm always looking at going, well, I wasn't perfect in 60 to 90 days and you weren't perfect in 60 to 90 days, but yet we expect them to be. So again, expect excellence but allow some grace and then really come around with this idea of unity, help that person. So those are the five things. So I want you to review those five things. I want you to look in your own life, in your own company. Are they present? Because you know what? They're always present to some extent, but we got to make them in front, put them in front of us and we've got to check them. So they are poor communication, lack of shared purpose, gossip, unresolved disagreements, and sanctioned incompetence. You can find more thoughts on how to move beyond bricks at drnathanunruh.com.